Hello and welcome to the print. I'm Unnati Sharma, senior correspondent, and you're listening to a special edition podcast with me, which features renowned sitarist and musician Anushka Shankar. She was here in India for her India tour recently and played at Bangalore, Mumbai, and Delhi. Her album Between Us has recently been nominated for the prestigious Grammy Awards, and she also launched her special song In Her Name recently in India, marking the 10-year anniversary of the horrific gang rape that happened in Delhi in 2012. We chat with Anushka about her music, her father's legacy, politics of arts, and her future projects. Stay tuned. Hi, Anushka. Welcome to the print. Thank you so much for doing this. We are thrilled to have you here with us. Thank you. And congratulations for your recent Grammy nominations and completing a wonderful India tour. I was there at the Delhi concert, and I was I saw how wonderful the response was. How do you feel after completing the tour and coming back to the country after three years? Mm thank you thank you first of all um I I feel very very fulfilled and very grateful after this um tour uh returning to India the joy of playing for people here is is very special and uh, and it took on an added quality after this mm-hmm. pandemic induced gap you know to reconnect with people um so it's been really beautiful it's been really meaningful to be back here performing music and and um and just being back really um so yeah i'm i'm feeling very grateful absolutely i i mean i remember the night of the delhi concert and it was the fifa world cup uh, night yeah. too, but the hall <laughs> was packed and people were calling the songs name they were you know throwing requests uh, it was just amazing to see that and you also launched your song in her name uh, on mm-hmm. jyoti singh pande and that rendition that when you were playing that it was so hauntingly powerful uh, and and when you were reciting the poem by nikita gill mm. when did you first think of that how was the process of creating that because you have also spoken about your experiences mm-hmm. with harassment and abuse i mean it's been a, ma- a many layered process actually i mean there was a song prior to in her name that was called in jyoti's name that i wrote um in in a more immediate response to what happened to Jyoti Singh Pandey and 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 also about my and all the women i know's response to what had happened to her um and that was 10 years ago and you know in just even using the last 2 years as an example you know there's been so many uh similarly heartbreaking incidences that um i have found myself feeling so much devastation about when i hear about what's happened to someone around the world you know and in this last year alone on a larger context beyond individuals you know feeling like what's happening to women overall in one country or what's happening to laws about women's bodies in another country you know it has felt like a really overwhelming onslaught at times of how how far there still is to go until we can achieve true safety and freedom and and that's where the desire to return to this song and expand it came from was was because of how much that still happening. So yes, it's using the anniversary to honor her and to mark the anniversary, but it's also to go be how many more horrors there still are. And um and turning to Nikita for help with this song felt important because this time it felt like just being instrumental wasn't enough. I wanted to be more direct. Um and Nikita's a dear friend and I've had beautiful experiences of working with her before on similar topics. So um she was my first 
thought of collaborator. And then from there, we had this, you know, this song that had a really strong feeling to it. And then I, I wanted to make a video as well. And it felt like that visual component would be important. And then these other incredible female collaborators came on, like Maitali Prakash and Shailosh Ship Suleiman. And their work just really helps kind of extend the music into a visual space. And it's been a really cathartic and powerful experience making this music with them. And as a musician, how do you feel that music can make people unite or raise their voices against injustice? Because there's also incidences when people complain that sometimes artists refrain from getting into controversy or, or talking about injustice. I think there's two there's two parts to that. One is I think um, it's important to just stop for a moment and to pay respect or gratitude to art in and of itself, because simply making art is a hugely political act. You know, making the choice to connect as an artist with the upliftment of our souls and of our viewers or listeners' souls is a very difficult thing to do. And it has huge value in society. You know, we just don't have to think of where we would be without art of any kind of what our life would be like. And I think it's important to just say, even if someone is not making the kind of work that we may call political, it still has huge value and that should not be diminished. Beyond that, I think it comes down to the choice of each individual because we're artists, but we're individuals and we all have different experiences, different lives, different qualities that we can share. So if someone chooses to be overtly political or have an overt message within their work, that's because that works for them and that that work will have an added component to it. But if that's not for someone else, then then it's not for us to force them to do that or pass judgment on that. You know, just like I wouldn't sit and talk to friends and judge one of them for not going on as many marches as another friend. You know, we don't do that just to people. So why do we do that to artists? The other part of your question is that, <laughs> um, is that yeah. I do think that there is a very unusual quality to how messages can reach people through art. And I, and I think that's because it helps us connect to our emotions and our sense of empathy. So sometimes, you know, maybe hearing a, a politician speak or reading an article, you know, maybe it can feel like facts and figures or it can feel overwhelming. But, but when art helps us connect to another human's experience, um, that empathetic quality comes out in us. And I think that can really create change in a very beautiful way. Talking about your father, he's been one of the greatest musical giants. India and mm -hmm. even the world has seen and how is it to rep represent his legacy through cross-cultural collaboration? He taught George Harrison but he did collaborate yeah. with many unbelievable musical figures over the years and right. I think it's been a, a generational evolution you know his his early meetings were about sharing his Indian music with the world when nobody knew about it so he was the kind of messiah in a way and so even if you analyze his his crossover works, they were pioneering at the time, but they came from his desire to share the Indian music with the world. So it's actually about people meeting him within his tradition. You know, like he taught Yehudi Menuhin how to play within the Raga context. He wrote within Ragas for orchestra. So really, really beautiful new things that had never been done before. And, you know, in the time period that I'm here making music, he set that foundation and we're able to go beyond that into kind of two-way cultural collaborations or more than two-way, you know, and really look at, for example, for me, one of the things I'm very curious about is taking my instrument, my sitar, out of its comfort zone, out of its context. You know, what happens when I put myself in another culture and I'm the one that has to learn how to play flamenco, for example, on the sitar, uh, what happens then, you know? And I think I think that that foundation being laid allows us to have all those kind of cultural connections in the music, which is really beautiful. 
and have you ever felt concerned about the purists you know who the from in the tradition <laughs> yeah. um i yeah. well first of all i think things are different now i think i think you know the kind of uh, criticism my father faced for purely trying to share his music with the world was was so huge you know when that had never been done before but now everyone's doing it so mm-hmm. um i don't think the same kind of purists really exist to that extent yeah now and also i really um you know coming back to what we were talking about politics and art um i think the same exists in this kind of space as well i mean we can only make the kind of art that reflects our soul and who we are you know otherwise it's not going to be art of that caliber that connects with people if it doesn't have that truth and honesty in it and so i make music that reflects me who i am what my life has been what i see of the world and that's the only way i know how to do it for any artist i think reinventing and creating something new is important as well as quite challenging and you keep experimenting with your music do you fear monotony or <laughs> i mean how do you keep your creative juices flowing it's been it's hmm. been years that you have been making music now um i think there is a kind of inner restlessness mm-hmm. within me as well as a curiosity so i i do feel propelled to keep moving and trying new things in music um and i think on one side i can really admire musicians who are the opposite of me who can really sit still within a rootedness and make music that that comes from that sort of centeredness whereas mine comes from like connection collaboration looking outwards you know um mm-hmm. so i think i think there's many different ways to do it um but yeah i think i think the way i make music comes from a, a curious place that's wonderful so what are the future projects that are in your pipeline what are you working on when can we see you in india next <laughs> <laughs> i'll book it first and as possible definitely um um at the moment i'm just kind of uh, enjoying you know the the nomination for my album between us that came out in the summer and releasing this song in her name um so i will let those sort of breathe for a little bit but i am starting to work on a new album in the new year um and that will you know come out later when it's done and I'll have more to say about it then but it's a bit of a blank page right now would you also like to talk about between us for for some time because it not got yeah, nominated sure. mm-hmm. yeah it feels really great of course to to have it be recognized in this way i think there's not a lot of music like that that exists at the moment and i think it can be really difficult to put uh elements like orchestra and sitar and and the handpan and so on together in a way that still feels very very fresh and modern and respectful of both traditions but also in a space that's very new and so i really have to give you know a lot of credit to my collaborators on on the album because the arranger Jules Buckley is is a genius you know my co-writer Manu Delago is incredible and the skill of the orchestra was really staggering you know to be able to play at that at that quality and precision was really really very powerful and i think um i what i'm really happy about when i listen to that album is it just has that quality of a really good concert like the energy of hearing music playing live is is there on that record in the way that the show was captured so yeah it's very joyful Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us here and hopefully we'll see you again in India very soon with your new yes, album. I hope so. And best wishes for the Grammys. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, Lovely to thank speak you to so you. Much. Take care. Absolutely. Bye. Yeah, bye bye.